Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. In the 2011 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Cam Newton, quarterback, over. Welcome back to the Weston Walker Show. It is draft day. You heard that funky intro right there. The Drake Draft Day instrumental for Johnny you. Manziel. <laughs> How am I the man still? Yep. The Weston Walker Show. <laughs> Sports Radio 927 WFNZ broadcasting live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkianc.com. Also, if you missed this or if you listen to the show and you still want to listen to it more or again, check out our podcast, the Western Walking Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, WFNZ app, wherever you get your podcast. Check it out. Now, talked about it, been talking about it forever, and now we have a new endorser of the potential number one draft pick, which could be Bryce Young, looking like a strong possibility that it is Bryce Young. One former Carolina Panther quarterback legend. Let's let the people hear the soundbite and see if they can determine who it may be. NFL drafts around the corner, and everybody's been asking what's my take on who should the Carolina Panthers select. And this is how I judge quarterbacks as a whole. Everybody can throw. Everybody has talent. Everybody has upside. But the thing that everybody doesn't have and it's simple. It's leadership, and can you get a <laughs> to follow you? If I'm the GM, <laughs> if I'm the head coach, if I'm David Tucker, I'm selecting Bryce Young. Yeah, I think that uh, that was great for Cam to come out and give his opinion about it because I'm sure a lot of people want to know that with him being the greatest quarterback in Panthers history. And I agree with a lot of what he said. I think it does start with the skills because – you're not going to get anybody to follow you if you don't have the skills first and foremost. But then from there, do you have those leadership qualities? And I think Bryce Young embodies all of that because, yeah, you can go watch a lot of guys. You can go watch XFL guys. You can go watch USFL guys throw with nobody on them. And you're going to be like, man, that guy can play. You know what I'm saying? But it's something that separates the good from the great, from the average and all of those things. So the thing I would ask you, Walker, is does the blessing of one Cameron Jarrell Newton does it matter to Panther fans, and should it matter? You know, I at first I didn't think it would all that much, but you think about it just a little bit longer, you realize how important he is in Panthers lore. Fans love him. People in this city love Cam Newton for what he was able to accomplish. And I know there are some polarizing aspects about Cam Newton to some fans, but most fans really love him. And the fact that he came out and said he thinks the Panthers should select Bryce Young with Bryce Young being the actual pick most likely, I think that does carry a decent amount of weight. And I'll flip it, right? Let's say Cam Newton says, I think the Panthers should draft C.J. Stroud. And then it's not, and instead it's Bryce. Probably talking about that a little bit more. 
in the end, it doesn't necessarily matter too much about what's going to happen on the field, but it certainly does not hurt that Bryce gets the blessing of one Cam Newton, who was supreme here as the number one QB for so long, who got the MVP, which is crazy to win that award. You were the best football player in the NFL for a season, and you took that team to the Super Bowl, and that guy... That quarterback thinks Bryce Young should be the number one overall pick, which is most likely going to happen. I actually do think this carries a decent amount of Well, weight. I think this matters more to this fan base than anybody else's blessings, if you want to look at it that way. Think about when LeBron went to the Lakers, them defacing the mural several times when they put him up a mural in L.A. saying that he hadn't earned it yet. And then Kobe Bryant came out and was like, hold on. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Like, we need to embrace this guy. We need to take care of him. He's one of our own now. And then Lakers fans started to calm down and embrace LeBron uh, a little bit more. So I think it's the same kind of rule applying here. Cam Newton, we know what he's meant to this city, especially to the African-American population. They're going to bring in more than likely another African-American quarterback. So for him to come out and say what he said about him, I think that's going to put some people uh, at ease, going to make people embrace the pick all the more. He did give some true points about what it takes to be a great quarterback, but you would like to think with the way Cam played it, he knows a thing or two about playing the position. And for him to choose Bryce Young out of all of these guys, uh, I think it matters because he has the credibility as far as telling you, okay, I think this guy can play. Now, does that mean said player is going to come in and just be wonderful and dazzle us from the moment that they say go? No, it doesn't mean that. But I think there's a lot of credibility in a guy like that. Now, a lot was made of him working out at Auburn's Pro Day, him coming out, making the video. I don't want to put video on the spot to give me the drop with the randoms, but I do <laughs> I do like that. Tell me Let's go. how these randoms <laughs> keep getting jobs. Yeah. I, like I think the end of it is the funniest part. So keep, keep getting, getting jobs. jobs. All right, so Carolina has been a place that's been brought up. People speculate it's always going to happen if Cam Newton is not playing for a team. And he says, I want to play football again. The Panthers are going to be a part of the discussion. And he said that Bryce Young was one of the quarterbacks that he would back up. And he also brought up some of the other quarterbacks in this draft, Anthony Richardson uh, as well. These are guys that could potentially be in Panthers uniforms. So first, let's hear from Bryce Young about the possibility of that. And then let's dissect. Would you be okay with Cam Newton as your backup? Honestly, it's it's surreal to even hear a sentence like that. Um, you know, I, I grew up watching watching Cam and just to see the, the success that he had, um, how much he changed the game, changed the position, being an MVP, the having so much rock. success at the NFL level. Um, you know, that that's something that, you know, is always a dream and I have so much respect for and look up to. So under any circumstance, whatever the scenario is, um, you know, I feel like there's so much that I could learn from him and I would love to learn from him. Um, you know, and again from conversation to, to anything, um, you know, I'm I'm you know, I've learned a lot from him just from 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 watching and just from being a fan of him as a player and as a person and you know, um in any capacity being able to learn from him. I feel like would be um, really great for me now from Bryce Young you really wouldn't expect anything else but I believe that he's being sincere I mean that's got to be crazy for a kid a guy that you grew up watching admiring for him to now say I would be your backup that's got to be really cool from him I think that would be I think it would be a lot of benefits to it and I don't think at this point with Bryce Young coming in do you think there would still be the chatter of people wanting to see Cam as the starter and living in nostalgia a bit too much because I do not think so. Could we see him back in Carolina and 
do you believe that it would be hard on Bryce if he were to come back for whatever reason? I've always been one that has talked about any of the Cam Newton coming back for now what would be a third time playing in separate stints with Carolina would be a bad idea for both parties, okay? As much as I love Cam Newton, he and Julius Peppers are my favorite football players ever. I don't think it would be the right move for Carolina or Cam Newton to come back and then have him back up. I just, I want Cam, even though it's not necessarily gracefully anymore, I don't want to see him go out there and struggle anymore either, right? Like it's Bryce's time. You signed Andy Dalton, so he's going to be the second string QB. You're not going to bring in Cam to be the third. If he was here, I do think Cam Newton would relinquish some type of mentorship. Like he would give in to that role, but he does want to play. I mean, you heard the soundbite we just started off with. How are these randoms getting jobs? Like he would understand his role, but if Bryce Young was struggling and Carolina did need to win, the fans' patience might be at an all-time low, and then they'd want to go back to Cam at some point. It just doesn't make any sense for me to bring him back. I like the blessing, but yeah, I don't think Cam Newton should be in the quarterback room anymore. Move on. Cam moves on. Andy Dalton is here as the backup. We know the role for him, and then that'll be your quarterback room moving forward. I don't think necessarily that it would be a bad thing because I think Cam is somewhat resigned to the fact that his role would be a backup at this point. Now, he has mentioned that if I would have gotten a full training camp and if I would have been able to get a lot of the resources I needed, that he could have perhaps been a starter-level quarterback in this league. But I think he knows that if he were to come back to the Panthers, that this is Bryce Young's franchise. There's no way you're taking this back over again. The Panthers invested too many resources to get this kid. I think he also understands what type of player that Bryce Young is as well. So I think he knows that I said on Jeff's show before we started that Bryce Young coming out of college light years ahead of Cam Newton as a passer. I think he knows that Bryce Young plays a graduate level of football. And so I think that he would know just coming in here, okay, my role is to mentor this kid and he could mentor him on many different aspects, mainly with him being the number one pick of the draft, what will come with that, what will be expected of him, the expectations, et cetera. So I think there would be some benefits to him. I think this is one of the very few scenarios where Cam could come in and not be a distraction because I think things would be so defined. I think if it came to a situation to where Things are a little bit chaotic and you're not sure what's going on. You're not sure who your quarterback is going to be. You're not sure what direction your franchise is going. Then I think it becomes a bit of a ticking time bomb as far as something bad could happen. And Cam could be his presence alone could be a detriment to the locker room. Yeah, but I just why would you risk it? These are our predictions. You think it might work well. But one, they already signed Andy Dalton. So even people writing in on yeah, the text line. Hypothetically. No, I, well, but right. Even people writing in on the text line, Cam Newton is better than Andy Dalton right now. Okay, whatever. If you want to believe that, whatever. But they already signed him. They're not going to sign him and then sign Cam Newton and then have Cam be the backup QB with Andy making all this money at this point. That wouldn't make sense. And even if it's not Cam who would be the problem in this potential scenario – it would be the fans and all of the media, not the media, but the fans and then through the media oh, serving as some conduit from the message for them, whether social media, yada, yada. Like when you're talking about that, that would just be too much of a risk in my opinion. So, yeah, like I guess it could work, but it's, it's not even going to happen. 
right? Like this is something that's not happening. Cam Newton is not coming back to Carolina while Andy Dalton is the backup QB and Bryce Young is the starting QB. And so we're not going to have this risk happen anyway for this organization. Hey, quick aside. Can you believe Andy Dalton is 24th all time in the NFL in passing yards? I mean, that seems surprising. Although I guess when you talk about modern NFL age, maybe that makes more sense. But 24th is, yeah, that's definitely surprising. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I, I saw that when I was looking today. But, no, I agree with you. I was just saying hypothetically in a situation if they did not have Andy Dalton. Because you're right. It wouldn't make any sense as it stands right now with the quarterback room being what it is to bring him in. But just saying that hypothetically if Andy Dalton were not then, I should have prefaced my statement with that, I would think Cam could be of a lot of benefit. And I think this situation is more defined. 704-570-9610. Not only is that the text line today, it is the call-in line. Feel free to do so throughout the show. Bob is called in. Bob, we appreciate the what's phone up, call, Bob? man. Uh, what's on your mind? What's going on, fellas? What's I'm up? enjoying your show. Appreciate it, Bob. Um, if there's one in, in, intangible that nobody is talking about with Bryce Young, and I think it's imperative that they give it uh, – some some due consideration. First of all, Ryan Leaf had all the skills. He had all the tools, okay? So you're never guaranteed anything when you got a guy with all the tools. But here's where Bryce separates himself. He thinks through the game. He's got a good sense for the game. He sees the field well. And I think the fact that his uh, intelligence and his ability to be able to see what's going on on the field while he's playing is absolutely huge. I agree. I think that's like, absolutely. I think that I absolutely agree with Bryce Young being the guy that you trust first and foremost, leading a charge as far as, okay, what is the defense giving us? This is the best way to attack that defense. And you know, one thing too, when you talk about the processing is that when you watched Alabama play, and you saw pre-snap that Blitz was coming, and you knew that they were trying to get back there, and it would be like 1,001, boom, the ball was gone into the correct player's hands, and it was going to be a big play. A lot of quarterbacks, man, you see pre-snap, even when that Blitz is coming, they get back there, and they're like, uh, I don't know what to do. They get sacked, and that was part of the thing we talked about with C.J. Stroud, his completion percentage against pressure. But with Bryce Young, he gets you every time. He guessed right pretty much every time you tried to blitz. All right, so we got some more people calling in. We're, we're going to take it to break, and then we'll come back and try to answer more in phone calls. So somebody calling in right now, I appreciate your patience. Hang well, on. One other thing I did want to mention about Bryce Young, though, as we were talking about this, looking up his numbers against the blitz yesterday, they were fantastic among the best in college football. And that's what I really like, especially as a young QB, or a, excuse me, a small QB. So what happens is you don't bring extra pressure because he is is going to kill you if anything translates from the college level, which means you're not bringing extra pressure. You have a good enough offensive line to handle the pressure on a four, just rushing four, not anybody else, right? Your offensive line can handle that. And now you're not necessarily worried as much about the size because when you blitz, he kills you. I think that really works. The fact that that stat is there, that he kills when you send extra pressure, that means that he might be able to stay upright a little bit more because he makes you pay when you bring it. I think that's a big thing for Brad. When we come back, hang on, folks. More phone calls, and we're going to talk about Bryce Young. If he plays as long as a couple of other Panthers legends, what does success look like for him? That's coming up. Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. 
You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. We're back. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Charlotte FC, Major League Soccer, is now in season, and the WFNZ Jack Daniels Doghouse is open for business. The Doghouse doors will open up three hours before every home match, so stop by and get ready for kickoff with some of your favorite friends. Join us for the pregame and postgame parties at the Jack Daniels Doghouse, coming to you live from the Audi Charlotte studio and brought to you by Jack Daniels, Pepsi, Empowered by the Garage Door Guru text line, only from Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan. 704, 704, I was not on the mic, that's my fault. I'm a (laughs) rookie around here. 704-570-9610, you can use that as the Garage Door Guru text line, or you can call in as Sanders did. That's at least what's showing up on the line. Sanders called in to talk a little bit about the draft tonight. Sanders, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. How about yourself? We're doing well. How excited are you? Man, I'm pumped, man. I got Bryce Young all the way. Scott Vincent, since the season ended, I think he's our pick of the future, man. I think he's going to turn our organization around. I think we'd be dumb not to pick him. You know, people have been enamored by this kid for the last two years, and ever since the season ended, C.J. Stroud had one good game against Georgia. Well, you know, Bryce Young did that several times, so I – I think it's Bryce Young all the way. I think the way he reads the field, he's a general out there. I think he's a home run pick. Thanks for the call. I think that's how a lot of people feel. That's how we feel. Sanders saying Bryce Young should be the pick, and it would be stupid not to pick him. 704-570-9610. That's the phone line or the Garage Door Guru text line. Blindside Chris. I don't know if this is true, but I'm just going to bring the text line up and act as if it is true. He said Daniel Jeremiah just stated, that there was 18 hits on Bryson last year. Bryson. He's Bryce, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Last year, that would have been penalties in the NFL, and he got up from every one of them. Kid is tougher than he gets credit for. Yeah, and he did get up from some of the tough hits. And you've t- called it NFL Junior a few times with it being the SEC. He is playing with big-bodied offensive linemen. He had crazy numbers two years ago, and then he had the winning pedigree even With some of the games that they lost, it wasn't because of Bryce, right? Like, we can go to Tennessee, and even with Ben Solak questioning a little bit the arm strength, Bryce Young still set them up for a field goal, and it was Hendon Hooker in the offense that got Tennessee that victory right after that. And then you go to LSU, I was amazed what he was able to do at the end of that game against the Tigers when they eventually did fall 
to um, Brian Kelly and company. So, yeah, for me, I, I'm all in. I have been this whole time, and I think he showed you a million reasons why. I mean, tell them for the fire highlights, they can check out the reels that we did today. We hit you with a couple of what else, Bryce Young being one of them, and we have some fantastic highlights on those reels that you can check out on the WFNZ Instagram, on the WFNZ Twitter, and on the Wesson Walker Twitter. Uh, so you can check those out. But, yeah, there wasn't much that he did that surprised me is just far as efficiency of play. Just some of the plays that he made, like the Texas play, when he gets the first down, he ducks under the guy like Houdini, gets out of there, runs for the first down. And I think that's another aspect of his game that we really have not talked about is his scrambling ability. Bryce Young looks to me like a mid 4-6 guy. He can get out of there and make it happen with his legs. You saw it happen a lot at Alabama. This is not a kid that's going to just be sitting back in the pocket. And that's another part of his game that people that are so worried about him getting hurt need to take a look at as well. This is a guy, if you were to grade his pocket presence, it is A+. He is a eyes in the back of his head kind of guy. You've seen people come back there and have him dead to rights to sack him. I would get annoyed. I don't like Alabama. I respect Alabama, but mm-hmm. I don't like them. And I'd be watching games, and I would get so annoyed trying to getting upset at people not sacking him because he was so good in the pocket. I'd be sitting there watching the game like, God, can you get him? Because every time he would drop back and he looked like he was going down, he would make a play to get out of there. And God, once he got out of there, it was curtains because he was going to make a big play. But then also when he gets in the open field, like I said, he looks like a 4'6 guy. He has more than enough speed to be able to get out of there and get first downs, and he's going to protect himself. Usually texting in frequently, he's calling in today. Matt in Greensboro dialing in to talk a little bit about the draft, and who else knows, but the draft is tonight. Matt, we appreciate it, man. How are you? Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, super hyped. Just, uh, you know, it's going to be Bryce Young. Uh, Really excited to see what he's going to do. and uh, But I wanted to get today, you know, second-round pick or maybe how you guys feel about, you know, trading up uh, back into the first round for, you know, Zay Flowers, Falls, or Quentin Johnson uh, down there at the bottom of the first round. Uh, I'd love to see them, you know, do that, uh, you know, get uh, Bryce a young, you know, potential uh, sub-receiver to uh, grow and develop with. Sounds like he's popping some popcorn back there. That's all right. Um, No, we appreciate (laughs) it. That's all right. He's partying. Yeah, man, get your popcorn ready. We appreciate it, Matt. Yeah, we haven't talked a ton about the 39th overall selection, but still going to be a very important one. And here he is asking, what's the likelihood of them trading up? You think the likelihood is a little bit more than I do. I think Scott Fitterer, with his history, I think he likes more bites at the apple. If you trade it up, you'd have to get rid of something either this year or next year, obviously, when it comes to assets. And this is already a team that um, I don't think they can afford it as much. Plus, I like the depth. Mm -hmm. I mean, 39 is a good spot to be in. It's why Scott Fitterer talked about during negotiations with Chicago that he did not want to give that up. Think about this. He decided to get rid of DJ Moore. I don't know if it was an if or situation. Maybe you would have had to get rid of something else on top of 39. But DJ Moore was the final piece. And Scott Fitterer even confirmed that in the Adam Schefter podcast appearance that took place earlier this week. That was aired earlier this week. He values that pick. I don't think you're trading up and then getting rid of more selections. I could see them trading back or staying home if they have a first round grade on a guy that lasts maybe just 10 picks later. I think that's probably what's going to take place. I think 
you have to expect the unexpected in this draft. We've seen from the Panthers, they're willing to be aggressive in every facet of this thing, whether it's signing free agents that they think makes sense or whether it's going up in the draft to get the number one pick. So I would not be surprised at all if they did use a little bit more capital. If there was a guy that was sitting in that they deemed can't miss, uh, as you brought up, Quentin Johnson, Addison, or some type of pass rusher that they like. Because who knows what happens? There, there are so many things that happen and so many things that these guys hear that we don't. Like we talked about Ojolari from LSU. Well, what if they fancy him and they hear about somebody wanting to take him at the end of the first round or somebody wanting to take him at the top of the second, that they really covet him? Maybe they go up and do that. So I just think with the draft, with the Panthers, they've shown they want to be aggressive. They're really trying to get things done. I would expect the unexpected tonight. Yeah, you you want a draft day scenario. You think that might happen. They're hearing something about the birthday. Why wasn't he invited <laughs> to the birthday? Yeah. I want my picks back. <laughs> I want to see Kevin Costner in the mold of Scott Fitterer. Mike calling in at 704-570-9610. Mike, we appreciate the phone call. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, I was just going to say I, I'm fine with Young. I really thought it was going to be Stroud. Um you know, for that last guy that called in and said, oh, he played one good game. I mean, look at the guy's numbers, 70% percentage. I mean, low interception. It's been a winner every, everywhere he's been. So I think if anybody takes the Kentucky or the Florida quarterback over him, they'll be, they'll be up the pace for that. Those other guys, their numbers are no good. I spoke to alumni. I was just up in Lexington a month ago. They're not impressed at all with Levis. And uh, Florida people that I know, same thing. They're like, yeah, he's okay. But, you know, Stroud's got the numbers. So he maybe he doesn't take, take tests well, but he, he knows how to play the game of football. Mike, are you telling us you have sources right now on Will Levis and Anthony Richardson? Were you the guy that tweeted out that you saw your cousin at Men's Warehouse tailor the suit for Anthony Richardson? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I thought maybe you were the source. That's okay. It's still a good phone call talking about Will Levis. He likes CJ Stroud. And I I do like the point that he brings up. We haven't spent a ton of time on it. I do think people go overboard with the CJ Stroud only had the one good game. Like that's not true. Yeah. Stroud had more than just one good game. It was his best given competition and people were so enamored by it because Georgia's defense was absolutely incredible. Oh yeah. And the Bulldogs would go on to win a second championship. So it's okay to have that as his best game. He was absolutely remarkable, but he was good at Penn state. That was an excellent game. Michigan State, dude had six touchdowns, had one interception, but only like, what, seven incompletions without having the stats in front of me? C.J. Stroud has had more than just one good game against Georgia. And then the other game I bring up, he had 570 yards passing in the Rose Bowl the year prior. Like we, Unbelievable we game. We, we can't just forget that tape. Even though it didn't happen this year, 570, I mean, that is a remarkable amount of passing yards, too. So, yeah, that's where we go overboard. We still want Bryce Young. But C.J. Stroud, at the beginning of this process, I was cool with it. That was my take a month and a half ago. Hey, they like C.J. They're enamored with his pro day. You know, the throwing drill. Remember, the passing drill, Daniel Jeremiah said, it was the best passing drill that he had seen at the combine, what C.J. Stroud was doing, which I think carries some weight. 
So I would have been cool with it. I'd still be okay with it now, but I'm so much on the Bryce Young hype bandwagon. All love it. All the Bryce Young hype. I'm all with it. That's why I'm still going Bryce over CJ. Yeah, six games of 340 yards passing or more for CJ Stroud last season. And you talk about one of the stats that I love, touchdown to interception ratio. I think we all love it. 85 to 12 and the completion percentage near 70% for Over the last seasons. couple years, yeah. Over the last two seasons, yes. And uh, the, the yards per attempt, 10 yards in 2021, nine and a half 2022, got thrown to 8,000 yards, 69% completion. So, yeah, like I said, I'm not buying much into the test. I think it does help guys, and I did think it lended itself to his stats under pressure, sure, but that still doesn't mean I wouldn't take a chance on him because that's something that can be coached out of him when you have a – an extreme knowledge of your playbook and what to do in blitz situations, then I think a lot of that can remedy some of that stuff. Well, and the other thing too, when we talked about the S2 testing, CJ Stroud said, yeah, he's not a test taker, but other people were saying that the 18th percentile figure was wrong. The problem is, and it's a tough situation. If he didn't grade as high as Anthony Richardson, Will Levis or Bryce Young, but he also didn't get an 18 you might not want to come out and say, well, I was really in the 50th percentile because it's like, okay, are you celebrating being an average S2 test taker? Because you would think, okay, CJ Stroud benefits from squashing the rumors of such a bad take or such a bad test. But if you're still worse than the other QBs, I could see why he still wants to hide it without, you know, without also admitting that he had an 18th percentile result. Like, yeah, so that's the tough situation, and I hate it for CJ, honestly, because that takes money out of his pocket, and I, I hate it. As If it's true, then, or if it's false, I should say, if it's a lie, if it's just a rumor, that takes money out of his pocket. 704-570-9610, JB calling in. What's on your mind, JB? We appreciate the phone call, hey. man. Hey, guys. Hey, I'm with a couple of guys here. We were thinking maybe the surprise pick for tonight, maybe, it's going to be Anthony Richardson. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but we're thinking, hey, man, how can you pass up this big horse that has the capability to be Cam Newton 2.0? How can you? I mean, it's like, and as far as um, the pick, that's what we're going with as a surprise pick. JB, I really, I, I appreciate that phone call more than you understand because I've been waiting for a time to drop this. Because you know West, yes, thank you, Fitty. Hmm. Because you know West Bryant has been on the Anthony Richardson hype train as far as him being the number one overall pick before. West, can I interest you in a Jeremy Fowler tweet at twelve fifty six? Oh man! Oh, we're gonna have to hear about the toe meter. He said this: while Bryce Young is projected by most to go number one, the Panthers were very intrigued by Anthony Richardson through the evaluation process. He made a strong impression in interviews. Many scouts around the league have Richardson in tier one of draft QBs due to enormous upside. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN insider, just a few hours before the draft takes place. What do you do with that information? Go. That's what I said. Expect the unexpected. Yes. People have been saying the draft starts at two. I say it starts at one. I'm still <laughs> not 100% sold that Bryce Young is going to be the pick. He should be. But Dan Orlovsky was talking about him this morning. He said when he talked to Anthony Richardson that when he was starting to tell him the things that he felt he needed to work on, Anthony Richardson was already ahead of him, telling him what it was that he needed to work on and that he had been working on it. He said that he thinks that Anthony Richardson is going to be a rock star. 
To me, the only thing that will keep him from not doing that is maturity and self-awareness. And he seems to be a guy that has both. And I think, like I said, I'm not buying that. We talked about this at the beginning of the show, that the Panthers have been on Bryson from day one. I think it's BS. I think that they've been enamored with other quarterbacks, and Anthony Richardson is the most enticing of them all. Because if you if you get him right, you have a guy who is going to be just a a, a supernova at the at the position. Mm-hmm. Wes is like an open flame every second <laughs> of the show, and all I have to do is throw gasoline that is That's an right. AR tweet for this thing to explode. He's intriguing, man. Uh, he absolutely is. I love it. I love it that we got that tweet. I, I wonder, too, sometimes you'll see the NFL insiders go at it in the subtweet form uh-huh. where you have Pelicero saying they've been enamored with Bryce Young the entire time. They haven't wavered. And then another insider will say, well, no, this is actually a report I have. Yeah, because so that discredits each other. the other guys when you come out and say something like that. You see that. this with Rappaport. You yeah. see it with uh, Adam Schefter. So I wonder if you have some of that going on. Fiddy, did you have something about this? Yeah, uh, Wes, Wolfpack James wants you to know the draft doesn't start at 1 or at 2. It actually starts at 8. 8 p.m., by the way, just so you know. Wolfpack James Thank wants you. you to make that distinction. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Fiddy, well, let's bring it, man. Let's get your uh, Fiddy Flash right here. Let's go. All right. We're going to go to the transfer portal in college basketball, but it's not on the men's side. It is on the women's yes. side. And we all kind of wondered when Louisville star Haley Van Lith, when she entered the portal, where is she going to go? We all speculated that maybe she goes to LSU, play with Angel Reese, play for Kim Mulkey and Baton Rouge. And per her Instagram, that is now officially official. I mean, Mm. the, the Caitlin Clark rivalry. I'm glad that she could not go to the WNBA draft this year because I want to see Iowa and LSU play again. Because now they have formed the Caitlin Clark hate super team in Baton Rouge. They're legit gang gang. It's amazing. Haley Van Lift, just remember, in case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, Iowa beat Louisville. Haley Van Lith was the person that Caitlin Clark was talking trash to during that game. Told her shut up. And then so now, yeah, shut up, you're down 15. Which I was I was a fan of, you know? And then so now she goes to LSU. Clearly there was beef between Caitlin Clark and LSU, as we saw by Angel Reese. And so now everybody's teamed up to go against Clark one more but time. But she's still gonna pull a trump card on Haley Van Lith because she can be like, Oh, you ran away from Louisville to, to beat me. But I mean that's that's true, but <laughs> LSU isn't gonna take that disrespect lightly. They and, won't. Of, and of course, if the Tigers win, then everything gets even. I wonder if she thought about going to Iowa. No. I'm but I saw that, right? But yeah, I, I wonder too how I saw it on her Instagram and I wondered how she got with the uh or dealt with the Adidas thing because LSU's a Nike school, so I wonder how she worked that out. That's an interesting aspect to this, but it's great that we're talking about women's basketball because this was a tremendous move. The biggest transfer of all sports, in my opinion, was Haley Van Lift. So it was it was surprising. Everybody, that was probably the biggest. Oh man, we nobody expected that type of moment. So that was pretty cool. I promise, though, when we come back, it's fire or fizzle. We're gonna have more phone calls later on. We're gonna talk about Bryce Young's success if he only plays eight years. We're gonna get to all that. This is the Weston Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, 
Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Appreciate you joining us. Just closing in on having an hour to go before we hand off the reins to Willie P from 3 to 5. And then from 5 to 9, remember, it's the WFNZ draft party at 1058. Thomas Davis's house. I think he's going to be out there too, by the way, at the very beginning of the broadcast. So make sure you tune in. Catch the Panther linebacker great that is Thomas Davis. And then come hang out with us for a few hours while we welcome in whoever that number one overall pick is going to be, whether it's Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson with West oh, still feeling like that might be a possibility. Great <laughs> drink specials, great food. You can't miss it. It's just across the street from Truist Field over at 430 West 4th Street, I believe. That's at the top of the dome, so don't quote me on it, but I believe that is correct. We're going to have a lot of fun later on. We're also going to have a lot of fun right now because it's time for fire or fizzle. We're not going to skip it on draft day. We're just going to tailor it to still fit the draft day narrative. For today, West will be giving his top five, well, not top five, just going to be talking about some number one overall QB selected in years past and tell you whether they are fire or whether they are fizzle. We are going to start with Trevor Lawrence. Wes, what say you? Well, I think people know when they listen to this station, we've talked about Trevor Lawrence before just recently purchased the Jacksonville Jaguars black Trevor Lawrence jersey. But when we talk about a number one overall pick, he was picked in the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. He's a two-time team captain since then, and he's done something no quarterback has done in NFL history. That started all 34 regular season games in his first two seasons. Ten quarterbacks were taken in 2021, and none have started 34 games like Trev. And oh yeah, he's improved each and every year, getting better in total attempts, total yards, total touchdowns, and total interceptions. Led the Jacksonville Jaguars to a playoff appearance this year where he came back on Justin Herbert, the guy that's supposed to be better than him, came back from a huge deficit and got the win just starting up the beginning, the genesis of his legacy. You know the hair, you know the game, you remember where he played in college. Trevor Lawrence is straight fire. Maybe my favorite quarterback in the league besides Purdy. I'm interested in this next one. Besides, wait, hold on. Purdy. Yeah. yeah. Don't ever I'm hate. Sorry. Don't you ever. I'm just saying. Don't you ever. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Purdy threw me for a loop. Number two. I'm interested in this one. Matthew Stafford. This is a good one. Fire or fizzle, Wes? You tell me. I don't know. Matthew Stafford, number one pick of the 2009 NFL Draft. 
And since then, all he did was become Detroit's all-time leader in completion, yards, passer rating, and he has the third most passing yards in NFL history of any player before the age of 30. Then he went to the Los Angeles Rams, where he won a Super Bowl with John McVay, the genius. NFL's fastest ever player to reach 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, and 45,000 career passing yards. He also has a Pro Bowl appearance to his name and was the 2011 NFL Comeback Player of the Year. What do I think about Matthew Stafford? You're talking about a guy that's put up a lot of stats. Great player at the University of Georgia. Matthew Stafford is straight. Fizzle, guilty by association with Sean McVay. Yeah. If he's Fizzle and he won a Super Bowl, do you credit Sean McVay the most for that Super Bowl? No, I credit Matthew Stafford for it because he didn't get one until Matthew Stafford got there. He lost when but, he had but, Jared But Goff. Stafford's fizzle. But Stafford's fizzle. You just said it. Yeah, but he's guilty by association. I don't like Sean McVay, so he caught a straight for McVay. All right. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> but that's fine. Number three. I'm like 50 Cent, man. If you're friends with my enemies, I don't like you. Is Joe Burrow your enemy? Yes or no? Fire or fizzle? Joe Burrow, we've talked about this guy a lot, especially in the playoffs. Number one overall pick of the 2020 draft. Rewritten the Bengals' record books over the past two seasons. Led him to back-to-back AFC North Division titles, as well as, as well as consecutive appearances in the AFC Championship. He has team single-season records for pass attempts, completions, touchdown passes, and passer ratings. And he earned his first Pro Bowl selection in 2022 and was the FedEx Air Player of the Year. Also, their postseason leader in attempts, completions, percentage, yards, and rating. Joe Burrow has been balling. So I think you know what's coming. When it comes to Joe Burrow, the LSU great, the cigars and all, he is straight. Fizzle, he's getting too much uh, love. He plays a basic brand of ball, and people act like he's something special. Fitty, get him. (laughs) Are you? Get him. What are you smoking? He's the second best quarterback maybe in the NFL. Mm. Interesting. Why? Dang, Joe Burrow. This is. This is worse than your Jimmy Butler taking out. I just said he's a great player, but people act like he's playing some brand of football that we've never seen before. He plays the quarterback basic from the pocket. I mean, he's a good pocket quarterback. but, But he's. But he's. Awesome if he's playing uh, only that brand, right? Well, like, yeah, he's, he's doing good so far. This guy beat Mahomes three straight uh, times. Man, all right. Um, so Did he beat him last year? Number four, Andrew Luck. I I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Andrew Luck, you tell me. <laughs> fizzle or fire, fire, fizzle. I don't know. Andrew Luck was the number one prospect, considered the unanimous number one prospect of the 2012 NFL Draft. This man in his career that was cut short, played seven seasons, went to four Pro Bowls. He led the NFL in passing touchdowns in 2014. He was the NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 2018. Top five in the NFL history in passing touchdowns and passing yards in his first six seasons. And I remember the commercials with the song, Welcome to the New Age with Andrew Luck. And when I watched him, I wondered just how true that was because I didn't really see much that was the new age of quarterbacking when I watched him play. So I think you know what's coming. When it comes to Andrew Luck, the guy who retired early, was straight. Fizzle, you already know it. I never thought that he was just this 
anomaly like the NFL was trying to pay him up to be. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's fire. <laughs> I know a lot of people here in Carolina do not like him because of the way that he came back to school instead of being the number one pick. But hey, it all worked out. Cam Newton was the number one pick. All right, so three straight fizzles. I have to imagine this one is going to turn. Cam Newton, the last number one overall pick on the list. You tell me, Wes, fire or fizzle? Well, Carolina Panther fans, in 2011, you picked a man that would change the trajectory of your franchise forever. The number one pick of the 2011 draft. He played 11 seasons for the Panthers and the Patriots, if you want to count that. He threw for over 30,000 yards and 194 touchdowns. He made three Pro Bowls, one Offensive Player of the Year award, Offensive Rookie of the Year, and the coveted MVP he brought a style here that will be hard to duplicate when you talk about clothing, style of play on the field. We have a guy tonight that could perhaps not erase the memory of Cam Newton, but make people, you know, realize that there's a new great quarterback for the Carolina Panthers that could be the GOAT. But for the hats, for the dressing, for the press conferences, for all that Cam Newton brought, Cam Newton is straight. Fire! Swag Daddy, what else did you think it was going to be? Cut the music off. I'm glad he was able to save it at least somewhat. Cam Newton is fire, no doubt about it. We will go back to the 2 o'clock hour talking a little bit about the NFL draft. One of the last two editions of Prospect Duels coming up next. This is a big one. If I lose, then I lose the overall series. But if I win, we can tie it for one final showdown tomorrow. It's coming up next. Wes and Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.